This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, good morning and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Every single day, 8am UK time. Make sure that you're making this part of your daily routine. You wake up, you have your breakfast, you have your, your juice of your choosing. You open your YouTube app, you click the Guna Talk, you click the video, you watch it. Sorted. That's your mornings from now on. Understands? Are we clear? I'm going to go in teacher mode for a second. <laughs> hope you're good and well, guys. I hope you're having a fantastic weekend. I enjoyed my Saturday. I was away at a festival enjoying the, the beautiful sounds of likes of friction, dimensions, of focus, and pendulum. It was a great day. I enjoyed it massively. You know, I also have found, and you can probably tell from the fact I'm not croaky like I was last week at the festival I went to, that you can go to a festival and enjoy the music without... Because I drove, so I wasn't able to enjoy the the liquid fortunes of uh, <laughs> of what could be provided at these events. Um, and I've realised that, you know, you don't have to, to enjoy yourself. I don't know why it's taken me until I'm 26 to realise that. But it was a great day. And uh, it built upon a really good feeling from the win the day before. Um, but what, uh, what I do want to say is, first of all, whilst I was there, I did see a very unfortunate video... Uh, and I want to send my absolute best to Harvey Elliott of Liverpool and wish him the speediest of recoveries because if someone of that age to have that kind of injury, that young, is is a real shame because he is a amazing talent. So Harvey, we wish you all the best of uh, the best and the quickest of recoveries. Um, but that was the only downer, and I do think it is a downer. I don't like seeing players get seriously injured, um, despite them playing for other teams. So it was a good day overall, and uh, and there was some interesting news that's come out throughout the day, which we're going to discuss uh, today in this morning's show. But we also must say a big thank you to everyone that did vote for us um, yesterday evening at twelve. Uh, sorry, yeah, at twelve o'clock midnight, eleven fifty nine slash fifty nine seconds. It closed the vote for the football content awards, so you won't hear me rabbiting on about asking you. <laughs> to vote for us thank you to everyone that did really appreciate uh everyone that showed the support during that period and even if you didn't vote thank you for tuning in anyway 
No hard feelings, promise. Um, tonight, I'll be joined by Owen and Mike and French for our next podcast of the season. So do make sure you tune in. That'll be 7pm uh, UK time. So in 11 hours, as you can rejoin the channel, and we'll be having a good hour-long chat about the game. And then at 8 o'clock, I'll be jumping over to the Arsenal Lounge with Lev and Shaheen and Mo uh, to discuss the game even more. So plenty of content for you guys to get stuck into um, but as I say, thanks for tuning in. Please do drop a like a bit on the video. Please do subscribe to the channel if you are new around here and uh, turn on that notification button so you never miss a show. And you can join up as a member by clicking the link in the description, which tells you how to do it. And you can join our Discord server, which is 24-7 respectful chat like you see in our chat boxes nine times out of ten. Um, all day, every single day. It's a great group, community, and a bunch of people, and uh, they will encourage you. I mean, members, chat box, tell them how good the Discord server is because it's bloody great. Let's kick off, though, with the first story of the day. Um, now, if you haven't seen this already, you must be living under a rock. We talked about this on yesterday's show, and I was sitting there praying that they would release the video of this goal from Charlie Patino, and they have done. If you haven't already, go over to the Arsenal Academy Twitter page, Go watch the video of Charlie Patino's goal, skinning the lights of Phil Jones and Dean Henderson, who was in goal for Manchester United's under-23 side. Amazing strike from our little... I was going to say, he's not Spanish, is he? I think he has Spanish heritage, but he is. I'm pretty sure he is English. Um, amazing, uh, amazing goal. And I cannot wait to see, the hopefully, him playing in the Wimbledon game. I'll be gutted if he isn't selected for the Wimbledon League Cup games. It'll be a massive missed opportunity if he is indeed not chosen. Uh, I think that we have absolutely all of the ability to choose him. Now, a lot of our players and coaches have been speaking in the wake of the game against Norwich. Tommy Asu took to Instagram in which he said, it was a special day for me. I was happy to play in front of amazing Arsenal supporters in the Emirates Stadium. Thank you for your big support. I'll keep on working to be better. And I think we can all agree that Tommy Asu looks to be a great addition to the squad, despite it just being one game. We're not going to get too carried away. But the profile, sorry, the style, everything about him is just what we've wanted and asked for from a player of that style and, and nature. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play against Burnley and what else he can bring to the team. Let's move on to our next story, which Arsene Wenger has also been spoke, uh, spoken, speaking in the wake of the Norwich uh, game. He is <clears throat> he has kind of gone to explain the uh, the bad result that we had. He said the bad result we made was in the first game against Brentford. After that, it puts you straight away on the back foot. Oh, no, should not have had cereal before I did this. <laughs> I could feel it gradually creeping up my throat. I wish... Hold on. Oh, Christ. 300 people watching and Tom's having a meltdown. I wish them to... No, I'm sorry. I can't... I'm losing my voice. <coughs> oh, my days. Um, I wish them to recover, and I think that they will. The potential is there, so I hope they come back. You know, guys, when you do live shows and you can feel something creeping up the back of your throat, it is important to have a drink of water with you at all times because you will start to fall apart. Oh, hopefully that's the end of that little coughing fit. Jesus. Right, let's move on to the next story. 
Thanks, Arson. Um, Ramsdale has been speaking specifically about him getting that number one position in the team. And he says, I don't know what the manager is going to do, the England International said via uh, our colleagues over at the Mirror. Uh, this might have just been a tactical tweak. So it is my responsibility to force him to carry on picking me, which is something I have to do on a daily basis. Me and Burnt will be very competitive in a good, healthy way. And hopefully I can stay in the team. And to be honest, Ramsdale was just brilliant in the game. Like he did everything that we've expected of him, everything that we've needed to see from him. The distribution was there, the the calmness of taking the crosses was there, and for me, it's just a simple situation where he is a step up from Leno. He is giving us everything that we need that we didn't have from Leno, from his distribution, from his calmness. And we talked about this a little bit, I think, on yesterday's show. He just brings that confidence that the back line doesn't necessarily have. Um, when you think about it, and I think I used this example yesterday, if you're a defender and you, you have, you're under pressure and you're passing back to your keeper and they're a keeper that's known not for having the best distribution skills, to be honest, it's going to put doubt in your mind. If you've got a goalkeeper that's really good with his feet, you're going to be confident to play the ball to him. And that's really important. We've recovered. <laughs> but Leno, however, is being linked with a move to Inter Milan, who are said to be still very interested in the German goalkeeper. He is going to be in demand. Clubs are going to be looking at this as an opportunity to maybe get a cut price deal for Leno, not only because he has just over a year left on his contract, but specifically because he's now not in the first team thinking of Arsenal. That means they might be able to get him for a cheaper deal. He's a very good goalkeeper still. Don't take that away from him. But what we need to remember is that we need to make sure that we don't get mugged off with the price if we are going to move him on. I would be utterly shocked if Leno is still with us next season. It would only take a, a big injury to Ramsdale or something cataclysmic to happen to the England's internationals for, for Leno to maintain that place. I don't think he's going to be... Uh, staying at Arsenal for much longer. And I think that we'll probably be able to get a decent fee, fingers crossed. And then we can either invest in another young goalkeeper or, you know, bring in some short-term options. There's nothing wrong with Arsenal doing what a Man United or a Chelsea do where they bring in the likes of Willy Caballero, um, these older, experienced keepers, to just be happy to sit there and be on the bench. And, and you know, Man United have done it this year with Tom Heaton. He's never going to get a look in. But they're just happy to be a, a club the size of of Man United and Arsenal. And there's I don't see any reason why we shouldn't go and do something like that. I think that would be the perfect kind of move for Arsenal to bring someone in cheaply, someone experienced that can play in the positions as a backup goalkeeper. You don't need another goalkeeper that's necessarily going to push your starting goalkeeper to always be there. Because I think Ramsdale has got that. I think he's got that like you know drive to do it himself without having that young understudy next to him. I think that's maybe what we should do. I think actually having a really experienced goalkeeper next to him could help him, if anything, too. So I'm not sure that there's any need to, to go and break the bank for another second goalkeeper. But I'm glad that we've got Ramsdale in. Now, Hussein Awar has been speaking recently about his own future. And he said, I'm fully concentrated on Leon Playing in the Champions League again with my hometown club is an objective and a dream of mine. Now, the Liga table this season uh, has seen Leon. Kickoff pretty mixed. Two ga five games, sorry, two wins, two draws, uh, and one loss. Eight points from their first possible 15, and they sit seventh in the table. Last season, they were able to finish in fourth place. 
Um, it's I, I'm pretty sure that means they they then finish um, in the Europa League places. And so I'm not sure even Leon are part of the Champions League this season. I even looked at the Champions League group stage draw because I'm that uninterested, like because Arsenal aren't involved in it. That it's to be honest, I've got any need to do it. But I mean, the French teams in the Champions League this season obviously are PSG. Uh, have Monaco qualified? I can't see them on this list. Uh, I don't see Monaco there. I'm assuming they didn't make it. And there should be another, a Lille would be the other team, of course, wouldn't it? But I can't spot any other French team. So I'm assuming that uh, Lyon did, in fact, qualify for the Europa League, um, which is a really strange <laughs> really strange thing for him to say. Um, <laughs> or did they even qualify for Europe? I, I don't think they did they even get into Europe at all. So it's a strange thing that he said playing in the Champions League again with my hometown club is an objective and a dream of mine. Like, if he's looking to leave, which we're led to believe he is, why he would come out and say something really kind of not knowing um, is a bit strange. Monaco lost against Shakhtar in the qualifying rounds. Thanks, Jose. So there you go. Um, Liga is going not downhill. I wouldn't want to say that, but their competitiveness in uh, their competitiveness in kind of the European stage is a concern because they've recently moved from I think it's fourth league, best league in the world. Or is it four? no fifth to sixth or something like that? Because you've got Portugal that have now overtaken them in the coefficients. So it's it's a real shame um, because I have a lot of respect for the coaching and the youth development and, and what goes on in in Liga. But it's you know it's concerning, uh, very very concerning indeed, and uh, and that will not help them move forwards. But specifically on our interesting that he's talked about playing in the Champions League because he's not going to be this season. Maybe that's what he wants to do um, and he wants to get forward with that and try and help them you know, qualify for the Champions League next season. But really, really odd comments from him and you know, he, he's just saying what he has to say, I suppose. Now, <clears throat> if you haven't already, link in the description to James McNicholas, aka Gunnerblog's article in the description and uh, Balaji, who is one of our members. Thank you uh, for sending this over to me this morning. Uh, I, I read it, but it was... I read it already, but it was an amazing. It is an amazing piece, worthy of sharing, and I'm glad you messaged me because I wasn't originally going to include it in the show, but then I realised, yeah, I should probably include this. It's a great piece by James McNicholas in the Athletic. Link to it, as I say, is in the description. Um, this isn't an ad, by the way. I'm just highlighting some good piece of writing, um, talking about the system that Mikel Arteta specifically wants to play and get more closer to that four-three-three style system of playing, kind of that single number six with the two number eights in front. For me. For me anyway, I would be looking at playing Thomas Partey as not the number six. I'd want to see Lukonga playing as the number six. And I'd want to see Partey alongside, say, in a Mill Smith row playing in the other number eight position. I'm not sure that Erdogan is the right player. I really do have some, some you know, reservations about Erdogan being that player. And I feel like Smith Rowe is, is better. And if you're going to play one of those two tens in the in the wide areas, I think Smith Rowe is better at that than Erdogan. But Erdogan has played at right wing and, and done it fairly well. So maybe it's something that we'll see moving forwards. But as I say, go give it a read. Really good piece into the hints that Arsenal could be moving towards a 4-3-3 next season. And that is the end of the news. Thank you ever so much, guys, uh, for tuning in for that. We move on to the second part of the show, as always, which is our Q&A section. Um, so if you've got any thoughts, theories, queries, questions, do throw them into the chat box and we'll try and go through as many 
as we can. Uh, let's go to scrolling up, scrolling up, scrolling up. Jasha says, Tom, do you think Fraser Forster, who I think will be out of contract, would be the ideal candidate for a backup goalkeeper next season? It's not a bad shout. I believe, is he, am I right in saying he's still at Southampton? Just do a quick check. He is indeed still at Southampton, 33 years of age. His current contract runs out in 2022, so at the end of this season, um, and would be a free free agent. Would he be a good choice? It's not a bad shout. I quite like that, Jashar. Yes, Fraser Forster, homegrown goalkeeper, could be available on a free. Why not move in for him as well. Social says they need to get rid of this stupid under-23 league. Kids shouldn't have to go out on loan in order to play against the men of the sport. It really holds players back. Social, if they get rid of the under-23 league, how are you ever going to see continuous development of players? If you get a situation where you look at Brentford, Brentford, I think, have something like, is it a B team? I think they have that plays, but they don't have really an academy. They don't have this kind of constant stream of young players going through. Now, if every team was to adopt this style of youth development, it would really hamper the, the the grassroots to professional football link and getting that players kind of coming through. So I don't necessarily agree with you. I think the under-23 league is important. I like the fact that they introduced the under-21s teams to the, uh, the EFL trophy, uh, which you often see Arsenal getting battered in, uh, which they did sort of get battered, but they lost to uh, Swindon 2-1. Charlie Patino scored in that game as well. Um, but I think that's an improvement. I don't think it holds players back. I think that it, it means that you have a bigger youth squad. You then send players out on loan that you need to send out on loan. I mean, Arsenal this season have sent out a fair few players on loan to uh, two other teams. I mean, if we just go onto the website, go onto Academy and scroll down. Uh, I mean, Dejan Ilyev, who is, I think, 26 now, has gone out somewhere. Juliose Tutu has gone. Daniel Ballard, of course, gone to Millwall. Miguel Aziz has gone. Matt Smith has gone. Harry Clark has gone. Moller, Nikolai Moller has gone. So there is uh, a lot of, of players that have gone out on loan. And, and it's good. Like, we want to see these players going out on loan. Tyrese John-Jules has gone to Blackpool. I'm just looking through if there's any others that I've missed that I think have gone out. Uh, I think Dinzei has gone as well out on loan too. So uh, a lot of people ha have moved out on loan this season. So I don't think personally social is a bad thing, the under-23 league at all. Um, Carl says, Tom, fancy doing a link watch, a monthly feature on the players who we reported to bid for or were seriously linked with in the last transfer window. Carl, it's not actually a bad idea. Um, it's something that maybe I would consider doing maybe bi-monthly. Um, monthly is tricky because every month we do the, the loan updates. So I'm quite busy with that and work. So it's, it's tricky to add another show. Um, but Carl, it is a really good idea. So I will take it on board. Tom says, what experienced goalkeeper would you go for? Should we try and get a homegrown one or a free uh, to a free non-homegrown spots? Uh, on the field of players. Yes, I think that that's the right way to go. Look, if you can get an experienced, free, homegrown goal, I mean, you look at Spurs going and getting Joe Hart, and obviously we've seen other teams do it previously. Why not go for 
Fraser Forster as a backup. I think that's a really good shout from Jasha. Actually, a really good Jasha, a really good Jasha, a really good idea. Uh, so, thank you so much for tuning in again. Things are good, mate. Things are very, very good. Glenn, and thank you ever so much for your nice comment in the uh, video yesterday. It's three sixteen a.m. in New York. I am dreaming. Did I dream? You said Emil Smith Rowe is better than Erdogan. No, I said I'd rather see Smith Rowe players kind of a deeper eight than Erdogan is what I said. Glenn Drew says, why not extend the contract of Carl Hine and keep him i honestly have not seen enough of carl hein to have an opinion but when we do our monthly youth football updates which should be coming in the next week or so um we'll be able to ask kev from scouting indoors aka next generation arsenal to give us a lot of uh a lot of improvement in that area we'll see what's going on hope it says tom have you got a therapist yet arteta is going to win against burnley and spurs and he will end up saving his job Fingers crossed, Hovic. Fingers crossed. We want that to happen. Whatever you think of the manager, we want him to win these games because we want Arsenal to win. Uh, Samia says, Tom, do you think there is a stereotype when it comes to Xhaka among the fan base? We seem to always come back to his debates whether he will start sixth season in and a 21-year-old kid has outperformed him. Do I think there's a stereotype on Xhaka? Stereotype is a very strong word. I think that Xhaka can be used as a bit of a scapegoat sometimes especially when he's had a better performance than people suggest but i do think it's the right time to oh it was the right time in the summer i think to probably move on from him um we didn't do that it is what it is he's a player in the squads look to think that we've had a midfield of lakonga and Partey is great Xhaka is another option is is fine for now but i want to see better i want to see someone more Matt says, I'd be 100% in for Onana. You'd have two keepers to the club, therefore no real incumbent, which makes for a genuine competition. We'd get a, a net gain from selling Leno and another good goalkeeper. I, I understand the Onana side of things. It's just, if Onana comes in, you've just spent 24 million on a goalkeeper in Ramsdale. Onana is, why would he want to join Arsenal? You've just, we've, he'd see Arsenal spend 24 mil on a keeper. And why would he sign? He's want to go somewhere where he's guaranteed to be the number one every single week. He's not going to want to come to necessarily Arsenal. And we don't have any European football right now is another thing to think about. Uh, Reggie says, can't you also have Erdogan behind Pepe and Alba in a 4-3-3? Uh, I mean, that's more of a 4-3-1-2. Um, but I, I understand what you're saying. You could do. I think I like the idea of playing Pepe closer to the striker. But I think that I think we're moving more towards these wider positions kind of being the the main the main option for us if you know what i mean uh dan says will turf more be a happy place uh, hopefully it won't be um but i want it to be very happy i want it to be absolutely miserable because arsenal stealing a victory from the clutches of sean dyche is always something to to revel in uh hospitality this weekend yes <laughs> yes there won't be any shows uh actually that's a lie there won't be any um well, actually, no. There will be a raw reaction show because I'm tr I'm going on the train both days. But there there will be there'll be something. There'll be something, mate. Um, don't worry. I'll sort that out. I'm I'm not thinking about the weekend at the moment. Um, but I'm not able to watch the game because I'm away this weekend, which is you know part and parcel of having a, a holiday. Vinny says you had Niles as a negative versus Norwich. What do you think that he did wrong whilst playing centre mid in the game, Vinny? I felt like he tried too hard. At times, I felt like his decision making wasn't necessarily uh, consistent enough. It's the thing for me about Maitland Niles, I'm just not sure he is of the level required to be an Arsenal central midfielder. And the step up when Partey came in was was very noticeable. There were times that Maitland Niles would 
not see the right pass or he would hold on to the ball for too long. Look, I'm I'm just being critical and analytical at the end of the day. I'm not slamming the, the guy. I'm not saying he's an awful player. I think he's a decent player. I just think that he's not of the level that we need to, to be pushing forward in the midfield. That's just where my head's at, Vinny. Uh, Venkatesh says, Tom, why aren't we seeing the fitness and physique uh, physical Arsenal players used to have uh, abs popping through the Puma jersey? My point is the players are battered even though we have the skill set to deal with that. Look, I think that it's something that maybe Arsenal need to improve is the physicality of the side. We saw the transformation of Aziz. You look at Bayern Munich and what happens to some of their players like Leon Goretzka, Alfonso Davies, even when Philippe Coutinho was there. And you look at the, the muscle mass that they build up, they become an incredibly imposing physical team, a scary side to play against. Arsenal needs this. Like We need something like this to, to add to that imposing intimidation that comes from having more physical players in the side. Aziz, I love the way he's worked on on trying to build that into his game so he can improve and, and push towards a first-team place. And maybe this season at Portsmouth, we'll be interested to see how he gets on. But physicality is something that Arsenal kind of lacked. Competition for places in regards to kind of winning, and not just that, but winning games in the, in the kind of tunnel, in eyeing up your opponents in the tunnel and, and facing them there. That's... That's the situation. Uh, <laughs> Mike says, pod replacement uh, service may be required. Please remain on the platform and await announcements. Thank you, Mike. You're now my designated uh, customer service person. Thanks for that. Daniel says, uh, why do we buy a £50 million centre-back when he doesn't challenge in the air? Because he improves us massively defensively still on the floor. He doesn't maybe improve us in the air. But, I mean, it's quite funny that you say that because if you look at the picture... <laughs> that i've got for our podcast if you uh if you go and look wait let me just click onto it uh tonight as i say seven o'clock arsenal podcasts tg2 podcast look at the bottom left hand image look how high up ben white is challenging for that ball i'm sorry but the fact that to say that he doesn't challenge in the air is wrong he does challenge in the air it's not his strongest part of his game but i think if you watch that game against norwich and thought that ben white didn't make a difference to our back line I think that you're probably watching it through blinkered sunglasses. You're not really being able to look for the positives in his game and you're letting a predetermined opinion of the player affect how you judge him. So I really would be looking to, to watch him carefully, see how he does against Burnley, a very physical and aerially threatening side, and we'll see how he gets on. But to criticise him now, especially when we've not seen enough of him, I think is a bit premature. Um, and with that, we're going to wrap things up. As I say, please do tune in tonight, 7pm UK time for the podcast. I'll be joined by Owen, Mike and French for the next hour or so at 7 till 8 to talk about things. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys as always. Drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed it and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Continue to make these shows part of your morning routine every single day, 8am UK time. Uh, but other than that, I'll see you guys a little bit later this evening and have a fantastic day. And as always, up the Arsenal. Don't forget that bit. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points perfection order now on the mcdonald's app for your mc delivery you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.